You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's the analyst inside cricket looking back at the second day of the thousandth test match, England's thousandth test match, and what a day it's been. I think, Simon, we've seen one of the great test innings today. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Graham Smith played a brilliant innings here for South Africa to win a test series and end Michael Vaughan's captaincy of England. Yeah. This innings by Coley was was up there. It was it was of that quality. Basically taking his whole side forward, 149. The next highest scorer was Shikha Darwan with 26. 149 out of 274. And he's given India a fantastic chance in the game. They opened with Ashwin. Ashwin's got rid of Cook. England have got six more left-handers <laughs> in their, of their ten batsmen available to them. You, you feel it could be big problems for them. The right, I think the right-handers are going to be crucial on the third day. You know, the likes of, of Butler and... Bairstow and Root. Yeah, and you know, as the two captains go, the, Coley has just produced three aces, maybe even four aces already. Firstly, the run out of Root in the first innings, then this incredible century, and twice bringing on Ashwin early in the innings and getting rid of uh, Alistair Cook. I mean, what an inspired move it was in the first innings, and then he repeated it again today. So it's been a, a, a remarkable game for, for Coley, completely exorcising the, the demons he had from four years ago. And I thought the innings had so many interesting phases. I mean, the, obviously the duel between Coley and Anderson was the sort of essence of the day, really. And, I mean, Anderson gave him absolutely nothing. Mm. Do you know Coley didn't strike him for a single authentic boundary. He scored two falls off Anderson, but both of them were off the edge. One was uh, the one that just didn't carry to Johnny Bairstow and ricocheted down for four to third man, and the other one was the one that Joss Butler got a finger to, which flew for four down to third man as well. But other than that, Anderson conceded 18 runs in all. Other than that, just 10 other than that, just 10 runs off the, the bowling of Anderson from 74 deliveries. Yeah, well... No, 12 overs where he gave him only 10 runs and then two falls off the edge. I mean, remarkable. And, and the drop catch. We must, we must talk yes, about England's must. catching because that was an important aspect of the day's play. Yes. Two drop catches. Coley dropped on 21 by 
dab in Milan, and you wonder what he must be feeling tonight. I mean, not only is he one of those left-handers that have got to come and face Ashwin tomorrow, but he's under pressure, test average of 29, and today his drop catch has cost England over 120 runs. And the other aspect to it, it, it was a pretty straightforward catch as slip catches go. I mean, then no slip catch is easy, but... I mean, as they come, that was as, no, it was, as and, straightforward as you'd like. And really. it's the one chance that Coley gave. I don't really count that one to Butler as a chance. I don't think any, even Superman could have caught that. Mm. So th- that was the one genuine opportunity England had, and Anderson really worked for it. You know, the, 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 the way that Anderson bowled to Coley just outside off stump, a little bit movement either way, Coley trying to leave it, trying not to be drawn into playing it, basically defending very well, occasionally playing and missing, but that kind of you know mesmerising duel between them, which Coley was winning until that drop catch and then eventually did win because Anderson couldn't find another way through, was part of that, that, that brilliant innings. Then there was a phase where he, he took on the, the, the short balls of Ben Stokes and I, I love the way he steered the ball. You know, when you look at uh, his wagon wheel, you will look at in many past... Coley hundreds. You see a lot of shots through extra cover, through mid-off, on flat pitches. But here he knew he couldn't play that shot, so he'd have to wait for the ball a little bit longer and steer it square of the wicket or behind the wicket. Very much like, actually, Kumar Sangakara, who changed his technique completely when he came and played in England against Anderson in particular, and said, forget about trying to play straight, as the old cliche goes. When the ball is swinging, you play late and square. You go with the swing, go with the ball, and play it square of the wicket. And I mean, Coley did that brilliantly today. Yeah. What will England like to set in you? I mean, they, they could be under severe pressure, third innings pressure. Ashwin bowling to those left-handers, a bit of roughness, some turn out there as well, some turn off the main part of the pitch. What, what will England... What sort of score will England feel they're in the game with in their, in their third well, innings? Well, if you look at the two scores in the, in the first two innings, 280 to 300, I mean, you were right. That the, uh, probably 280 to 300 is about a pass score. Maybe 320, but the class of the bowling is higher than the class of the batting, Coley accepted. So... 300 is is that sort of tricky score. And if you look at that, we we mentioned it yesterday, if you look at that amazing 2005 test here, uh, the one that England won by two runs, Australia chased 280 Mm. to win. That sort of score, 280 to 300, you know, that's going to be hard. Anything over 300, out of the question, but sort of 250 plus... I think that's what England have to score, 250, 260 to 300 to make it difficult. The thing is, I don't think the pitch is going to get any worse, but it's obviously a little bit harder to drive the ball and dictate terms against good bowling mm. than perhaps it looks. I, I was trying to describe to an Indian journalist what the, the pitch is like, and I said it's a bit like the, the hair on a teddy bear, you know, very short hair, but you can't really see it, but and it doesn't look very live. Mm. But it just helps the ball to just grip a little bit against master operators like Anderson. Well, what sort of chance of England getting that sort of score then? Yeah, well, two two fifty plus. They should. I mean, they should be able to because uh, honestly, India haven't got the, the the master forensic examiner that Anderson is. They've got, they've got good, Ashwin. They've though. got good seamers, but Ashwin is going to be the key. Yeah. So, as you pointed out, England's left-handers are going to have trouble. So, they've got to try and make sure they get right-handers on strike to Ashwin, and the left-handers face the seamers. And uh, you know, if, they, if people stay in and make the Indians work really hard for their wickets, England can get three hundred. But they've got to play well. I think the frustrating thing from from an England's perspective and in that dressing room and England supporters as well is they've had two magnificent opportunities in the game. 
216 for three on the first day. India were 100 for five. They dropped two catches. It would have been 100 for seven. And 100 for seven, that's just about game over, especially yeah. as one of them was, yeah. was Cody. You get a lead of 150 or even 100 on that pitch, then you really should go on and, and win the game. Now it's, it's in the balance. And that delivery from Ashwin just before the close of play to get Killer. rid of Cook and it, it, it's bound to have an effect on the dressing room isn't it? Mm. And, and of course Alistair Cook dropped a, a slip catch as well so he's under pressure a number of batsmen under pressure Malan obviously is as well so you know Jennings has got to try and assert himself it's going to be really difficult for England uh, I mean they will look back I think on that 92 runs garnered for the last two wickets with a little bit of concern because well as Coley played I'm not sure England quite got their tactics right and in a way it's hard to put your finger on exactly where it went wrong but I don't think they had enough fielders on the boundary to Coley because he kept finding the boundary. Yeah well one of the problems with cricket when you've got a player like Coley in who's you know, obviously a class player and he was in as well is when you I think when you stop trying to get one batsman out then you, you often get into trouble. That mm. They basically wanted a bowl at, well first Ishant Sharma and then in that last wicket partnership Umesh Yadav and Kohli is so skillful he was able to manoeuvre it so they didn't bowl that many deliveries at Yadav they only bowled 16 balls at him out of a stand of, of 74 balls and that, and that only happened late on those six balls because he, he faced one over from, from Ben Stokes and pretty, played it pretty efficiently I, I, I just wonder about those tactics when you look back mm. when you tr- stop trying to get a player out I know they've been trying to get him out for a long time but I mean they had caused him problems they had, you know, he had played and missed he's nicked off and, and, and was dropped a couple of times, or he, he, he got well, straightforward chance. Well, how, how do you see it from a, from a bowling perspective? Well, I agree with you completely, but I think you've either got to go one extreme or the other. Either you've got to put everybody on the boundary, right. with maybe just one or two people saving one, one on either side, or you go with a fairly conventional field and just, say, the odd boundary fielder. Yeah. But I think England went sort of neither one nor the other. There were sort of four boundary fielders until that ridiculous over when Stokes bowled, and I think he had seven men on the leg side boundary mm-hmm. uh, and two men a slip and a cover point nobody in front of the wicket on the offside which is a slightly mad field but apart from that I thought England just went between two stalls they didn't go for either one uh, approach which is loads of men on the boundary or actually an orthodox field and still trying to hold them out yeah I, I don't it's know. I, it is. Get. It is. It's really hard for a captain when you've, yeah. you've got a bit of license. Cody's got a bit of license to play in that in that situation and to and to manoeuvre it. And it gets frustrating because you you feel you're almost through, and then it takes takes a long time because you have to bowl four balls and over, then bring the field in. That's you know that's one way of doing it. And it, and it, and then it gets frustrating if, you, if you, the batsman does manage to get a single off the last ball and he faces the start of the next over. That that that's Cody, the man that's in, and it just it sort of drags it out. It drags the energy out of the bowling side as well. I mean, look at Stokes towards the end, he looked really tired, but actually Stokes today, I thought this afternoon, magnificent bowling, swung the ball at pace, and he really looked good. And, of course, Sam Curran we haven't mentioned either. The early inroads from him, he seemed to up his pace and bowled a great full length. I must admit, when we talked about the possibilities for this test match, I thought Sam Curran might be someone who get wickets, because it's a lowish pitch, and he bowls full and sort of skids it, and he skidded it into the pads and into the stumps, and was really effective and deserved his early wickets. I suppose he looked a little bit less potent to, towards the end with an older ball you know that's where he's perhaps a little bit exposed his lack of height or his lack of pace maybe makes him less of a threat but he was he was impressive today and just showed the vantage the advantage of a, a different angle actually and a, a little bit of, of late swing but you know he's going to have to do the job again in the second innings in the future Sam Curran if he bowls like that for the next two three 
four years, can he survive at this level? I and mean, if it doesn't swing, well, can, can he yeah. survive? Or mm. do you, would you expect him, as he gets older, to put on a little bit more pace to say yeah. to be able to bowl at 85 or 84 every you know every now and again well, I, I, or more consistently I, I must admit I I sort of rather dismissed him uh, after the Pakistan test at Headingley where I just thought he looked innocuous but here he's looked better because I think he's a bit more confident he's had a bit more bowling uh, you know playing mainly one one day cricket but he's probably feeling a little bit more part of it having played a test match got his debut out of the way and he went for it a bit more today and really went for that full length the ball was swinging I think if it doesn't swing mm. he's not going to be very effective but if you think of uh, how well someone like Chaminda Vast did for Sri Lanka over many years similar kind of bowler similar sort of pace similar sort of trajectory did but, very effectively but, tall, but taller and, and, and physically taller. stronger yeah, not really I mean he's quite a, a wiry sort of strength Sam Curran. So I don't think Jamindar Bass was, was much different. And he, he took a lot of test wickets. So I think he will have to work out a way of bowling with an older ball to be more effective and find sort of reverse swing or maybe various pace or various position on the crease or something just to try different things. Because, you know, flat test pitch with an older ball, you do need something a bit extra, which at the moment he hasn't got. But, you know, certainly with a newish ball, he was really impressive today. Well, it could have been England's day most emphatically, and England did open up a few doubts in that Indian batting. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if it's all about ifs, isn't it? A lot, yeah. lot of sport was about ifs. If Kohli been caught on twenty-one, then that would be problems for him and problems for the collective England Indian batting lineup because they they did struggle. Only Darwin making twenty-six, as I mentioned, was the the next top score. And there was some pretty unconvincing cricket at times. I mean, Rahani, I mean, mm. really struggled in that yeah. afternoon session. Well, Kale Rahul just straight out second yeah. ball, terrible shot. I thought Darwin and Darwin, Darwin as well against Curran. He, yeah. he, his mind seemed scrambled. Yeah. He saw the ball swing and he couldn't deal with yeah. it. I mean, without Co- it's England v Coley, isn't it? At the moment, without Coley, they would have had absolutely nothing. I mean, that innings. It's probably not quite as great as the Graham Gooch 150 against the West Indies or a Lara 150 not out to chase down a, a winning score against Sri Lanka or against the West or, or against Australia, but. I mean, it's up there. It's up yeah. there with the best 20 innings ever played in Test cricket, I think, because of the challenge of facing the England bowlers on that particular pitch, because of the inadequacy of the uh, the Indian batting otherwise, and just because of its poise, its style, its different phases, its, its, its amazing conf- self-confidence and belief and authority, as well as its range. It was just fabulous. So, Ashwin, the threat. For England on the on the third day, it, is it sort of Ashwin or bust as far as India are concerned? I mean, obviously, there'll be some support from the others as well. But is there anyone else that can? Shami, Shami, Mohammed Shami. He's got that extra pace. It's difficult to pick him up sometimes. He's a sort of slippery bowler. Cook wasn't sighting him in that first couple of overs. He could be a threat as well. I'd, I'd say those two really. If England can see off. Mohammed Shami. I think the other two seamers are manageable, and then the right-handers have got to get get into Ashwin and, and stop him from taking a big haul of wickets. But he's looking he's looking quite dangerous. Well, the thousandth Test match, and so far, I mean, it has been riveting. It's not been perfect. I mean, in a way, we've, we talked to, coming into this Test match about the flaws in both sides and also the, the the quality of both sides. You know, we looked at players like Root and we looked at players like Kohli, but also you need know, to look at the holes in the the two teams, the sort of fallibility of India's batting, some of the holes in, in England's batting. They're catching mm. as well, and and, yeah. and so it's pretty. What, what it has done is it's it's made for a potentially really exciting game. What you don't want now, well, I mean, India supporters probably do. England just to fall on the heat, be bowled out for 120, and India, India to knock them off. What what you want is something like England scoring 
about 250, and then they're a real tense struggle in that in that fourth innings to get them. Absolutely right. And tomorrow will be the wonderful opportunity for Joe Root to really prove <laughs> to everyone what he's made of, and he can counter that brilliant century of Coley's with one of his own. We'll see if it happens. Look forward to talking to you again after the third day's play. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.